Hey family, how are you? I'm praying all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God and what a mighty God we serve. So this morning, as I was preparing myself for work, I got a chance to talk to my sister Nellie. Oftentimes we're on the phone and it is such a blessing. And we're always saying, you know what? We should have recorded this. This would have been an awesome podcast. And this morning, that's exactly what we did. So I'm I'm going to stop chit-chatting so you can listen in to this morning's conversation. Also check out the link to Spiritual Arsenal in the description of this podcast. Oh man, I'm loving what God is doing with this podcast club. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is moving. He's speaking. And I'm just I'm just excited to be a part of what God is doing. So once again, check out Spiritual Arsenal. The link is in the description of this podcast. So without further ado, tap into this morning's conversation. I love you. Bye-bye. Blessed be the name of our Lord on this beautiful Tuesday. How are you feeling, Sister Nelly? How are you? Well, hello, hello, Sister Trina. I am feeling great on this Tuesday. I had a good day yesterday, a good July 4th. I got to spend some time with the Lord and, you know, he, I guess he was just speaking to me um, about freedom and about my my perspective on freedom since we were celebrating independence yesterday so so that was good uh you know i got to hang out with jesus amen and record some record some other podcasts um as you know and so girl that, um, first of all i'm just loving your energy right now i'm loving how I'm loving how you are taking what God has given you and just using it. You're maximizing it and you're taking advantage of the free time that you have to share the good news. And that's what's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I kept seeing the notifications. I'm like, God, Nelly. God, <laughs> Yes, so you know. Super, super encouraged. Super encouraged. And so, you know what's funny? One of the things that I do want to, I am so long-winded. I do not know how to just do a little message and go about my business. It's like yeah. the Lord be, the Lord be having, <laughs> and I told you about feeling, yourself already. <laughs> the Lord be, I be feeling like I be on a whole tangent and I be gone. But I love it though because it, I'm able to give what the Lord gives. It would be cool if I could um, learn how to, hey, you know, talk a few minutes and then just, you know, go about my business. But Jesus ain't wired me that way. So exactly. Go. That's what I was about to say. You have to I stay go. true to Trina. <laughs> I got to go with how the Lord wired a sister. Um, yes. But um, outside of that, um, it has been so, so, so good and so amazing to see how you show up and how you allow the Holy Spirit um, to just speak through you and cause you to, you know, share the word of the Lord and the times that we're in and your message about freedom. I really loved it because you tapped into how we feel liberated when we're in sin, yet we don't mm-hmm. recognize that we're in bondage. Yes, exactly. You know, right. we feel we feel so liberated. Oh, I'm, I get to do me. It's me, myself, and I. Um, you know, it's my choice. It's my life. It's the, me, me, me. Yet you don't realize you're you're in bondage to the very sin you think you're free to do. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how sin has a grip on the people of God and we somehow believe and that's the trick of the enemy. Um, I was, uh, man, I was reading out with the devil. Actually, I want to try to, I want to tap into that a little bit too. When you were talking to um, Albert, when you were talking mm-hmm. to Albert about, you know, the warfare, and then you started, you, your next discussion is going to be on strongholds. One of the mm-hmm. things that the devil was talking about in Outwit and the Devil is that his greatest trick, his greatest trick is to plant seeds in the minds of God's people and make mm-hmm. them think that it's theirs. Yes. And listen, I, this is something that I have struggled with in the past. Um, so much so to the point where I was actually worried about my salvation, about, um, where I would end up, you know, if I died, because I used to have these, these horrible, horrible thoughts, these blasphemous thoughts. Right. And I didn't know, I didn't recognize it at the time. I didn't know that those were like i didn't know that that was spiritual warfare so i was just like wondering like hey am i crazy like i don't believe this i don't think this i don't know why these thoughts are in my head and it wasn't until i spoke to another sister in christ and i kind of opened up and told her what was happening that she told me oh you're good sis like that's not those are not your thoughts those are just demonic thoughts trying to torment you but obviously you know just simple fact that you know that you don't believe that you just need to, you know, stand firm and speak back to those thoughts and not accept them and not, you know, just not be fearful of those thoughts and just recognize that, hey, that's those are not your thoughts. They're just right. stuff that, you know, some other entity is trying to plant into um, your head to torment you and to make you fearful. And so once I started recognizing like hey no you lying you're lying like no i know this is not me and i remember my friend sent me um my friend sent me a sermon by her church one day and her pastor was talking about the bear and he was basically saying that you know when you have those moments when you have these intrusive thoughts that come in no matter what they might be, even if they're, you know, not necessarily like scary thoughts or blasphemous thoughts, but just thoughts that you recognize are not of God and are not, you know, coming from you. Um, his, I guess his solution was to be to just recognize the bear and you could be like, hey, bear, basically, you know, that it's, you know, you know, it's the devil or, you know, it's a devil. You're like, hey, bear, I see you. I'm not going to I'm not going to play with you. So bye, bear. Like you, you, you are here. I know that you are here, but you have no authority over me. So goodbye. Go on and walk out of here. And I thought that was cute and kind of kind of funny. Not that spiritual warfare is cute or, you know, you know, you know what? That's 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 good. And the sad part is. Of course, you know, if sin looked at like a bear, we would flee. Right. The thing is, sin never looks like a bear. Sin looks like a cute little panda. Exactly. And Oh, I wanna play with it. It's Mm -hmm. so cute. Oh my god, it can't be bad. It can't be evil. Look at it. It's adorable. And I've been there. I've been playing i'm playing with bear i'm playing with koala bear you know koalas will scratch your, your <laughs> they whole will. eye out they as sure cute, will danger as cute bears as they are. <laughs> for real koala bears were like oh you, you think i'm cute come here come close come close yeah there's still a bear they're still dangerous and the thing is that's yes. what sin is we mm-hmm. are ignorant to the reality of how 
harmful sin is and the bondage that it has us in. So I was definitely um, loving, you know, what you were saying with uh, with Albert and even just touching on the area of strongholds. Because what a lot of people believe, when you think about strongholds, people think your stronghold is your addiction. People think it's drugs, it's alcohol. That's not the stronghold. A stronghold is a belief system. Yep. It's a belief system. And anytime you believe something in the uh, the devil always also talks about that in Outwit and the Devil. He calls it a hypnotic rhythm. Yes. When I, I get love you that loop, book and, so when much. I yeah. When I keep you in uh when I get you in a loop, when I get you in a thought pattern, I can keep you in a hypnotic rhythm and keep you in bondage and keep you enslaved by a belief system. And, and it goes beyond, it goes back to our childhood. And he talks about how he loves embedding it in our parents so that they can, you know, embed it in us as a child. And he tries to infiltrate our minds as young mm-hmm. as possible, unless the parent is a God-fearing man or woman of God who can teach us another belief system. And I think I talked about that even in my book called RAS, the Rectacular Activating System. When you believe something, you will find yourself creating unintentionally and unconsciously the same pattern over and over again like the bible says as a man thinketh so is he you will begin to experience what you believe and the enemy knows that so if you believe you're not enough if you believe that you're going to always you know stay in the you know projects or the community you live in if you believe whatever it is whatever belief system the enemy has formed in your mind like for example Right now, with all of the world, there is a belief system that sin is okay. Yeah. There is a belief system that sin is okay. Sin isn't okay. But if I can make you believe, and if I can get the masses to agree, if I can get the masses to put it on television, to put it in the music, to put it on social media, to desensitize you, you begin to form a belief system and run away from the truth of God's word where we're supposed to abstain to marriage. No, I believe. So this is how the enemy has been planting those seeds, those seeds, of, those seeds that will cause us to believe what is actually a lie. And because it's been going on for such a long time, a stronghold has been um formed in the minds of people and there's a lot of people who really fight against the idea of you know sex outside of marriage there's people right now who's fighting against abortion there is a belief system that has been rooted that makes them think that killing a human being is okay it's not okay and it's not it's not even it's not even a judgment it's about what is true people are wondering about who's right or wrong what is the truth though and, and that, that's the issue. So it was everything that's going on. We think about it. It's not about judgment because it's like the minute people. That's how you know when you're on the line of truth, because as long as you're giving your two cent and your opinion, it really doesn't frustrate people. But when you start speaking the truth, because the truth of God's word frustrates sin, the fruit, the, the truth of God's word aggravate people. So when you start talking about the truth oh, you're judging me, you're judgmental, you hate gays. You no, I don't hate anybody. This is a judgment free zone. You're just not ready to accept the truth because there's something about the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free. No matter how much people try to run away from it, if you are around the truth enough, it's going to change your life. And this is why 
This is why the enemy wants to stop people from reading the Bible. This is why people fall asleep the minute they open their Bible. Why? Because if a little bit of truth get on the inside of you, what does the Bible say in Romans? Renew your mind. Break down that old belief system. Don't be conformed. Renew it. Don't conform, but renew. I need to give you a day. I want to show you the truth because if we get that truth in us, I will no longer follow the masses. I will no longer conform. I will no no longer look at what society says is okay as okay because if it's not okay to God, and I don't care what nobody say, since I've been in that world, I made those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So when you make those mistakes and you you was the one who, "Uh ah, this is my life. I'm doing what I want, how I want, when I want, who I want, who, who I want. I've been there, so I'm not saying it as if I came out the womb. No, that's not my life. I didn't get my life to Christ until I was 30 years old. (laughs) I didn't get my life to Christ until I was 31 years old, so I've been there. Matter of fact, just to keep it real, I had my daughter at 17, which means I was pregnant at 16, so I'm not judging nobody. But once I renewed my mind... And the truth got in me. It broke the stronghold. Only the truth of God's word can break the stronghold of a people's mind. And this is why the enemy sends forth the spirit of Leviathan and that Python spirit to stop people from reading the Bible. And until we open our eyes to the things that are unseen and stop looking at the things we can see, we'll always be asleep and not awaken to the truth and the reality of who God is and who we are and who's truly the enemy and what's really going on behind the scenes. Because this is the problem. But it's too many that are asleep and they don't want to awaken themselves to the truth. They don't, and the saddest, the worst warfare to be in is in a war that you are unaware of. Amen. And there's millions, so millions many of, of people, us. Uh, so millions many. of people are in a war unaware that they are on the front line of the battlefield. Shots are firing at them, and they have no idea. And not because it's not the information isn't there. Hosea four six. My people die for a lack of knowledge, not because the knowledge isn't there, because they reject it. I don't want to hear this. Because I have a belief system and I already have a belief system. I want. I don't want to hear about your Jesus. I have a belief system. That's the stronghold. That's the stronghold. Oh, I got a belief system. Oh, it don't take all of that. You don't. It don't have. You don't have to go to church every day. You don't have to read all the time. You could. You could have a little sex. It's a belief system in place. <laughs> not <a> little sex. Ah. <laughs> 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 it's not funny. It's not. It's really not. It's funny. not. Laugh, but this is. But this, it's really not this, funny because you know we're we're just we're just killing ourselves slowly, yeah. thinking that we're free, thinking that you know it's all about us and I'm doing me and I'm living my life. And while it may feel good right now, it's not. It's not going to feel good later. Like just just look at. Look at the state of marriage in the world. And it's not just a, it's not just in America, but it's just like this whole hookup culture and, you know, hot girl summer and all, all of those things. And you look at the divorce rates, they're going through the roof. And while people may say, oh, well, it's just because, you know, now women are educated. And now women can make their own money and they don't need men anymore. That's a lie from the pit of hell because we do need each other right 
we always need we always need community and marriage is the one institution in this world that was established from like the second chapter in the bible so it's not even um it's not even something that's new like it's been done this way and it's the institution that's been the longest in this world but because we're just so um focused on glorifying ourselves we just pervert everything that god has given us and we're out here walking around thinking oh la di da bop 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 thinking that everything is all good and well and then we wonder why our plans don't work then we wonder why our marriages don't work we wonder why our children are just going crazy because the lord wants godly offspring but because we're not giving him godly offspring we're not dedicated to the lord we're not dedicating our children to the to the lord we're just you're we're just out here um like Sodom and Gomorrah really and we forget that it was so bad in Sodom and Gomorrah that the lord actually decided to destroy it with brimstone and fire but we're out here doing the exact same thing because i don't know we think or we know he's he's not going to um destroy it we, you know what i'm gonna tell you what, i'm gonna right tell you now. what the problem is i'm gonna tell you what the problem is because there has been a lot of false prophets who has arise with the grace gospel mm. you know it's that i was i was literally literally watching this movie and it was called time time changer and it was about you know 1800s um it was an old movie but it was one of the gentlemen who who his father built the time machine and he was able to go to the future to see how their decisions affect and the truth is like these were men who go who went to a minister um uh seminary school they were teachers in the school and the decisions and the documents that they were writing they were about to create a grace gospel that you you just it's okay just to be good good is enough without putting the authority of Christ Jesus and this is actually what has happened honestly right now they took the authority out and people think that oh yeah I, I, as long as I'm a good person but when you don't have an authority in place there is no grounds and no basis for us to command something because we took out the name of Jesus they took it out of the school they are taking it out of everything they don't even want us to uh uh they trying to get rid of the church if you could be honest they really doing their best and it's sad because what i loved about the movie was this one guy he was so adamant about no no you could just be a, you know you could be good and as long as you're following it he said yeah but you have to say in Jesus name you have to add Jesus and it's funny because the guy he put him in this time machine he said listen i need to show you something and he sent him to the 20 um 21st century and he's now in the 2000s and he's seeing how that document or you know if he present that document how it was going to truly affect the lives of people and how they see god and how they act and it was an immoral society who forgot about god there was no authority of christ matter of fact a little girl stole something from him he was like you don't you know you shouldn't steal you know stealing is bad and the girl said said says who because we took christ out we're not commanding according to the word of god she was like says who who says it's bad and and it, and it hurt him because these were the decisions he wanted to make and when he got back he realized that if i make this decision i am going to destroy 
the generations coming. We cannot take the authority of Christ out, but the enemy has been successful of taking the authority. You know what? I don't care about you preaching the gospel. Just take his authority out. And how many times you will hear people, whether it's on the news, whether it's on certain movies, they will say, unless it's a Christian based movie, they will quote scriptures and then just say, amen. But they don't say in Jesus name. Now, I want to go back to something you said about being a good person. What is a good person? Because let me tell you what, what I remember <laughs> Jesus saying is that is That's that no one is good. No, no one, one is good, you know. So I'm no. like, what? What is a good person? Are you a good person because you do good deeds? Because we know good that good deeds, good deeds can get you into heaven. Now, if um, Jesus only said, Jesus can. Yeah, but if Jesus said he's not good, who the heck am I to think I'm good? right? He, you they know? said good, good rabbi, good rabbi. He said, uh, why you call me good? Ain't nobody good but the Father. Amen. So if Jesus don't exalt himself to be a good person, and I love that throughout scripture, he was teaching the principle that good isn't enough. And But he, it was talked about even in the movie. The enemy is not afraid of you reading the scripture. The enemy is afraid of you applying it. Yep. Because we all, we love that saying. We love to say that knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And I mean, it's true, right? But I almost, and I don't want to sound crazy by saying that that phrase is something, is a device of the, of the, of the devil. Because knowledge in itself is not power. Applied knowledge, that is what power is. If you have the knowledge, right? If you if you have the knowledge that hey, um, fire is hot, but you still put your hand on the fire, that's not not like you knew it was hot, but you still touched it and you got burned. Dude. So wh where's your power? Amen. And you know what I was saying this morning before you even um text me, I was just literally sitting at you know getting ready, and that rested in my spirit. Oof. To have truth is, is another. There's a lot of people who have truth, but the lack of application keeps them in bondage. So I love that you even shared that because that's exactly what rested in my spirit this morning. I was like, wow, because we can learn so much and we can have so much truth. But without the application of the truth, it's as if the truth is of non-effect. And that's sad because it doesn't change yep. the fact that the truth is the truth. But if I'm not walking in the truth, I'm not going to see the manifestation of what that truth is supposed to bring. And people are not seeing the, the, the manifestation of God's truth because they don't want to apply it. There's no application. What did Jesus say? To him who is a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a man that looks at himself in the mirror and forget the manner of man or woman that they are. There has to be a level of application of the word. And in the minute you start saying that, people are like, oh, it's not about works. It's not about works. It's about grace. We're saved. Yes, but there is a level. There is a level of application that the body has to present to see the manifestation of that truth being revealed in their life. Yeah. Jesus, is, Jesus, to. 
I was just going to say, people don't want to go through the process of repentance, which to me, you know, the verse that talks about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, that's what I see is like, you have to have, you have to submit yourself um, to God so that his Holy Spirit can help you repent. Because without repentance, all that you're going to get is death, right? But people... People don't want to repent because (laughs) repenting isn't fun. Repenting doesn't glorify me, myself, and I. Repenting actually um, forces me to glorify God with my life, with my with my actions, with with my the work of my hands. Repenting actually, you know, forces me to see my brother and my sister with the eyes that God sees me as, and that's not fun because. Why? Why would I want to um, love somebody who doesn't love me? Why would I want to be nice to somebody who's always mean to me? Well, because Jesus did it. And they killed him. But he still, he still gave his life for us. You know? But the problem is that belief system, going back to those strongholds you were talking about, if I'm raised in an environment that instilled a belief system that it's an eye for an eye and a two for a tooth, there's nothing that you can say to me until I renew my mind, until I'm exposed to another belief that tells me something different. And this is where the education, this is where the lack of knowledge is coming in. People don't want to educate themselves. People don't want to. Uh, level up mentally, emotionally. Everybody worrying about the bag, but they're 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 broken mentally. They're broken emotionally. It's sad that people will spend so much money on seminars on how to think and grow rich, but no one's trying to go to therapy and get counseling and get healing from their childhood trauma. So there's so much that has happened in our childhood. So much that has been instilled. Some of our parents, man, my mom <laughs> was a piece Listen, of work. My, let's, my not even, a, let's not even get into moms right now. Ooh, Lord. I, no, but I wanted to share this because my mom was a fighter. Like, this is what I was a fighter because my mom was a fighter. When you grow up in certain environments, you don't, oh, oh you ain't going to talk to me in the old kind of way. Oh, you ain't going to look at me in the old kind of way. And I shared this, um, this testimony in a devotional many times. I was a fighter, but I was shown that way. It wasn't until I was awakened to a new belief system that I'm supposed to love you more than I love myself, that I'm supposed to forgive you. That I'm supposed to turn, turning the other cheek is not you. God never said, let somebody, you know, hurt you and manipulate uh-huh. you, abuse you. People uh-huh. misinterpret that. Turning the they other do. cheek is I'm, I'm not, I'm choosing not to be offended by what you do. That's what is turning the other cheek. Or I'm not going to try to repay. Exactly. I don't, right. I don't I'm turning right. the other cheek. I'm not going to let you hurt me. I'm not going to let you manipulate me, but I'm also not home scheming on how to try to get you back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So until I was showed a more excellent way, and this is it, people being willing to be shown another way, but it's getting rid of those old systems and breaking down those patterns that hasn't benefited them thus far. They got to really examine their life and say, you know what? This system, this belief hasn't been working for me, but I don't know no other way. And the problem with these um, these belief systems and the problem with these strongholds is they are hard to break because there's always a strong man at the door. Come There's on. a strong man Come that on. comes with the stronghold. 
So it, it, for myself, it was even a struggle. And I want to talk about the stronghold. Um, I'm going to talk about the stronghold of lust. I, I'm the stronghold of fornication. The strong man was lust. Okay. Mm. It was hard for me to overcome sex outside of marriage. Even when I got to the point that I recognized that there is a stronghold on my life and this spirit of fornication is on me. I didn't recognize that no matter how much I tried until I had understanding, the Bible says by knowledge, the just are delivered. I had to recognize that the strong man was lust. And until I came against lust, there was no way I was going to stop fornicating because lust was the problem. Lust was the strong man and his entry was my fornication. So when we get that understanding and we're willing to sit with God and be um, educated by the go to the school of the Holy Spirit, because sometimes you going into a ministry that's perverted and these 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 pastors are praying P-R-E-Y, P-R-E-Y I-N-G over you and not P-R-A. You don't know the type of atmosphere you're in. You're not going to be taught things that you need to be taught. So I, I, many people are going into ministries and churches that are blind. And the Bible talks about the blind leading the blind. So it's important that we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit ourselves and desire to go to the school of the Holy Spirit that he can open our blind eyes and deaf ears and show us a more excellent way. Because there's a level of teaching that comes with the anointing of being in the presence of God that you won't get sitting in the pew. Mm-hmm. And it's not to take anything away from pastors. I love my pastors. I love them. I wouldn't be the woman that I am if it wasn't for my pastor, my pastor Frenches. I, I, I wouldn't be who I am without them. However, the next level came with me sitting my butt down with God. We can't hang on a coattail of men. We got to hang on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And, and, and until we're willing to sit with the Holy Spirit and say, teach me, show me, open my eyes. What is the truth? And it does help that I went to a deliverance ministry because that opened me up to a whole new world of demons that I was so unaware of. And, and that goes back to that belief system. Me having sex since I was 15 years old, there was a belief system. There was like we, you were talking about that freedom. Oh, I'm free. I'm liberated. I could do what I want. I could be me. But yet I was in bondage. And I could tell you I was in bondage because right after I had sex, I'm crying. I'm feeling less than. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling, you know, there was no freedom. I was broken looking for love. There was no freedom. Right. If we could be honest, there was no freedom. I was in bondage trying to find only what I can find in the presence of God. And until I got to that place of wanting to be free, for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is true liberty. That's when, that's when the chains and those strongholds came off me and the strong man had no power. Because mm-hmm. the true authority is in Christ Jesus. When you recognize the power and authority you have, and like I said, by wisdom, the just are delivered. By knowledge, the just are delivered. When you get a level of information and a level of understanding, that's already half the battle. A lot of people saying, I need to be delivered. I need deliverance. You just need to get information. Yeah. And you can't be delivered from a, from a sphere that you enjoy playing with. You know? Yeah, yeah but that's just it. I can't say that either. I was playing with it while I was getting information. Bruh. No, no. Exactly. So it wasn't until... 
I got an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, Amen. but in all you're getting, get an understanding. Get understanding. And two, I Ooh, understood. And two, mm. I understood it. Then it had power. Mm. Amen. So you can know, Amen. you can have all the knowledge you think, but if you don't have understanding, if you don't have revelation, mm-hmm. you're gonna stay in. You're gonna stay in bondage, and you're gonna stay stuck. Mm. So I, I definitely love, you know, the topic of warfare in these strongholds because so many people are tied down, chained up, unaware, thinking they're free, thinking they're liberated and don't realize there's a whole spirit behind the whole thing. And and until they're willing to have the eyes of their understanding enlightened, until they're willing to recognize this belief system isn't mine, mm-hmm. it isn't God's. The Bible says, cast down every negative imagination. I'm telling you, when I started to read the Bible, mm-hmm. I, felt conf- I felt confused because I was like, this contradicts everything. Everything. Absolutely everything. Absolutely I was like, how, how is this possible? I'm like, uh, this is not what my mama said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh, not what my mama just, did. The Bible really, really will change your life. And I mean, it might not be... It's not something for me to share right now, but uh, recently I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, like this is a friend we grew. Okay. So we grew up together. We went to middle school, high school, college together and all that. So, you know, she knows me Um, and we used to be roommates as well. So she knows me. And recently, you know, she told me, wow, like you're so different. Like you really changed. Like you really changed for real. And I told her, I it's 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 nothing but Jesus. It's nothing but Jesus, and it's nothing but the power of just that thirst, that hunger that He put in my heart to seek Him and to read His Word. And I told her, there is no way you can have a true encounter with Jesus and not change. It's not possible. And you know, she was like, "Wow, wow, that's I really, I really maybe like should start reading my Bible." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's go ahead. You, you should, you really should. I promise you, um, it will change your life." Because she's like, "You used to be, you know." She was. Sorry, I had a, an alarm ring. I don't know if you heard that, but I I turned it off. But anyway, she was like, "You know, you used to be um, special." <laughs> special is the word she used and she's like but now you really have changed like drastically and positively and I'm like yeah that's that's not anything that I did that's just Jesus in my life his Holy Spirit and just me reading his reading the Bible for myself and studying it and trying to understand it and that's that's what you're seeing and I'm praying that I'm praying the same thing for you because honestly there is nothing that anybody can teach you well maybe that's not true but you know what you were saying is really sitting at his feet and just trying to get understanding in all of your getting because the real breakthrough is not when you you know it's not when you stop the fornication the real breakthrough is when you really sit there and God reveals to you where it's coming from, where it all started so that you can start from the pattern, dismantle the pattern, because then that's going to stop you from being in that hypnotic rhythm. And then you can dismantle the system. But you can't do that until your mind is renewed. You can't do that until you actually accept 
to renew your mind because sometimes we actually we don't want to we don't want to renew our mind we think we know everything we think we know better and the bible is this archaic book that was written you know thousands of years ago by men in a patriarchal society you know that abuses and mistreats women so we don't want to you know we don't want to listen we want to be free because it's hot girl summer i mean listen it's a, it's a lot of people in hell it's a lot of hot girls in hell that need ice water that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> uh, 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 man forgive the noise i'm outside but i just had to chime in on that the it's gonna be a real hot it's gonna be a hot human summer no it's gonna be a hot eternity hallelujah forget a summer it's gonna be a hot eternity and um my heart just really goes out to so many who have no idea where they're gonna spend eternity and some of them may not even care because there has been a belief system that told them there is no hell that god is so loving that he's not going to send us to hell but god don't send you to hell you send yourself you choose, choose to go there amen choose Choose life. Choose ye this day. There is a decision that we all have to make. There is a decision. And either I'm going to choose God or I'm not. There is a decision. And we can't play and blame the world for our our unfortunate situations and circumstances. We cannot blame that. We're either going to choose God or we're going to choose this world. And that's it. That's it. That's it. And on that note, I think that is a beautiful um, conclusion to this uh, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> conversation. You know that's, what? I, that's really it. it. That's really it. And the thing is, I, I'm saying it, and as I'm saying it, because I'm walking, like four people just looked at me in my face, like I guess. Wait, <laughs> but they need to hear it. I'm about to get a, a megaphone. Choose this day. <laughs> Who you gonna serve? I need a megaphone for real because this is needs to be broadcast. The twinkling of the eye is gonna come, and I know it's stuff that people been hearing for years, and they think grandma was crazy and auntie and them was crazy. But Jesus is coming back. We don't know the day, we don't know the hour, but you better be prepared. You better be prepared. That's all I'm gonna say. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. He's coming back. So I love you. I, I, I am so grateful for you. Um, the ministry that is on the inside of you. I am in love with the ministry of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. How the Holy Spirit use you in tremendous ways, not just in the body, but even in my own life, how he uses you to confirm what he's speaking into my spirit. I love your obedience. I love your submission. I love your willingness to sacrifice for the kingdom of God. It is it is a it's a pleasure to see, um, especially for your age. I love it. I, I just love it because we need the next generation to be in love with Jesus. Uh, we need it, and I just love that you are another voice crying out in the wilderness for your generation and the generation that's coming after you. That you know God is going to use you in a great and mighty way. That spiritual arsenal is a weapon for the kingdom of God, and I am grateful to be a part of the army of the Lord and for you, my sister, to be by my side. Okay, sis, I'm not trying to cry this morning. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for your words, and you know I I receive all of that. You 
you know how I feel about you already, but um, in case you was doubting it, you know, I thank you for um, just being who you are, you know, and being not just a friend, a sister, but also, you know, mentor to me and somebody that I can rely on and go to when there's stuff that I don't really understand or just doing this walk, this daily walk, this daily crucifixion crucifying the flesh because it's hard out here in these streets and we need help we need each other we need community and i am just so thankful for that because the energy i guess we feed off of each other's um we feed off of each other's energy because you know we get we get i get on fire you get on fire and then the fire just it just keeps it just keeps going and blowing up and um we are on here on the tuesday morning talking for like i don't know how long it's been like 40 something minutes yeah almost um, an hour <laughs> exactly almost an hour just talking about jesus and it's not a lot of people that you can do that with you know what i mean because yeah people people will get tired of talking about jesus real quick but you know i'm just so thankful to have you in my life um and i'm glad that you know we are just having you know just having our conversation this morning and recording it so that other people can hear it because like y'all seriously <laughs> every time we talk that's that's how our conversations go for real <laughs> for real it just needed to be recorded amen but i wanted to just say something before we go i feel like we're mentoring each other i agree. that's i don't feel yeah. like it's uh, I feel like everything that God has done in this season, he's bringing us all together to open our eyes and show us a more excellent way from a different perspective. So I really appreciate how God, like I said, I'm in love with the Holy Spirit in you. You're in love with the Holy Spirit. It's a mentorship all around. We're subject to each other. Because iron sharpens iron. Iron. Amen. So Mm. we're going to, on that note, thank the Holy Spirit for being with us. Three, a three-fourth cord is not easily broken, so we want to thank the Holy Spirit for being a part of this conversation. Um, and family, that's it. We love you. May God bless you and keep you, and we will be talking to you soon. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.